Hello from Awakenite Country. This is Tim McCardo, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardo's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. All right, we'll kick off the podcast this week with another visit uh, uh, to one of our Knights houses and continuing our student spotlight. Uh, this week, I'm really excited to take you into the Longhouse, and we have two great Knights uh, that we're going to hear from today. Hey, I'm Katie Long, and I'm a junior, going to be a senior. Hi, I'm Anna Long. I'm in eighth grade currently and going to be a freshman. Awesome. So thank you guys for joining the podcast this week. Why don't you both start off by just kind of giving, you know, we're, here we are finishing up week 10. Um, you know, why don't you, each, you know, just give us a flavor of what, you know, what have, has been the, these 10 weeks for you? You know, like maybe what your routine has been or what you, you know, new things you've done or something that maybe you've, you've su- surprised yourself with. Just give us a little, you know, inside look at, you know, the, these 10 weeks uh, for you guys. So uh, when I haven't been on Zoom calls, I've been really using this time to get back into hobbies that I didn't have a lot of time for. So I've um, picked up making more art, drawing, practicing my instruments. Um, I'm even looking to getting into like some writing uh, in the future, the very near future. <laughs> um, me and my friend have actually been doing online workouts to stay active. And every Wednesday I have a Zoom call for my dance class. Hmm. Um I've been baking a lot, too, and I just try to get outside because it's getting nicer. You know, we've been we've been telling her to actually stop baking so much because I told her I was, I'm going to be rolling out of quarantine if you keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> some really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's doing the workouts and then doing the baking, and then, you know, someone's got to eat that, right? Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Kate, Katie, you've had a great run here as a night, uh, you know, very active in our music program. Um, you know, on stage, you know, in a variety of different, you know, capacities over the years. Um, you know, what, what, what's like, you know, out of all the things that you do, marching band, chorus band, you know, musical, do you have something that you like doing the best? Is there something that like, you know, you really get excited about the best? Um, I've really got a love for all the programs that I'm participating in. Um, I think each one of them has a really different thing to bring to the table, but, um, like marching band and like musical, both like rehearsals have their own very different vibes, but both are enjoyable. The thing I like most probably I'd have to say is marching band championships when you get to go into the carrier dome. That's that's an awesome moment to experience. Yeah, let me ask you, you know, specifically about that. I mean, it's 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 something I definitely look forward to, you know, year in and year out. And I, you know, and I, and I don't go, to, I don't do anything to prepare for that outside of driving there and, and being able to walk in with you guys. So, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, after all of the hard hours, the work, the practice, the weekly competitions, to get to that point. You know, at at that type of a facility in the dome, and, and and continue this great tradition. I mean, what is it like? What what goes through your mind when you literally walk out on that field and 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 go for a state championship? Uh, it's so cool. The first thing that I really notice is, wow, this is a really big place. Um, <laughs> there is a really cool echo, and like I love just being able to look around like three hundred and sixty and like see everything that's going on and 
even when we have to wait beforehand, when there's another band performing before we go on, it's really just cool to take all that in. Like, I don't know, like the cool air from like all like the stuff that's keeping the <laughs> roof up and hearing like the echo of the other band and just like feeling all that adrenaline and like pride for your program. It's so awesome. I love it. Yeah, I can't agree more. It's, uh, you know, we're one of the few schools in, in this whole area here that, that actually, you know, produces a competitive marching band. And it's just such a, a point of pride for our school and our community. And you guys have just done a great job over the years, uh, you, know, you know, competing at, at that level. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Anna, so, you know, you, you kind of do a little, a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, in, in the music side, a three-sport athlete, um, you know, how, like, how hard is it? And, and then dancing as well. I mean, how hard is it to kind of like talk to about how you kind of balance this, you know, you, 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 you know, great, great student, athletics, music, dance, like, like your, your life is full. Yeah. Um, sometimes it gets pretty challenging to balance everything. I always try to just stay calm if I'm getting stressed out, but I like having like a little taste in everything. Cause it's like, I have friends in all the different activities that I do. Now, do you have a, a, a favorite sport out of the three that you that you play that you really enjoy playing the most? Um, I guess whatever sport I'm currently playing at the moment always seems to be my favorite. Like, I don't know if I have a favorite that I can just choose on the spot. Like, I just enjoy all of them. Nice. And and you're and you're dancing. What what studio do you dance out of? Uh, I dance in. Fusion Dance Studio, Justin Leroy. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've actually, I, I've actually seen you in action because I have, uh, uh, have a daughter that has been is there as well. And actually, this year had two. And my my youngest daughter, this is her first year ever in dance, and she wasn't able to have her first performance, her first performance here. But how how fun has you know we have a we have a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of students over the years that you know that dance doesn't end you know like in their elementary years and and it continues in you know into their junior even senior high I mean how how important has dance been to just your you know your work ethic and you know who you are as a person? Um, well, I've been dancing since I was two, so it's always been like a really big part of my life. Like. I just get to express myself and let out all my stress when I'm dancing. Do you have a uh, Do you have a, a certain dance? Uh, you know, like whether it's hip hop or whether it's you know, band, is there a certain style that you enjoy one more than the other? I really enjoy jazz, and I take contemporary too, which is kind of like a more. I wouldn't say it. it's kind of like ballet, where it's like slow moving, but it's not as technical as ballet okay well i can tell you this uh if you saw me up on there it wouldn't look like anything <laughs> contemporary uh that's for sure It'd probably be pretty robotic but uh <laughs> yeah I, I give you guys a lot of credit it's always fun to watch the the recitals it's it's just great to see everyone up there uh katie so you know you're you're here you are finishing up uh, talk to us about you know this year in, in what it's been like as an AP student. So, you know, every test in New York State canceled. Uh, you know, really the only thing that's running as far as performance uh, is is college board, um, you know, at the high school level. So talk to us about kind of how you've had to prepare for those AP exams. You know, what was the experience taking them? Um, you know, give us a little uh, background. I will say that um, 
taking AP classes while school is in session is definitely a lot different than when we're here stuck at home. Um, I really enjoyed AP classes like the entire way through. I liked really the structure that we had in school and like expecting the same thing every week. But the Zoom classes now that we're at home are actually have been really helpful in preparing me for the tasks that I just took. And, um, you know, they're always like more enjoyable than you expect them to be going into it. I'd be like, oh, I have to get on a Zoom and do school. But then once you get once once you get off of the Zoom, it's really just like it's my teachers make a good time of make a do a good job of making it like fun for everybody. We would do fun day Fridays and a push and we did a cool scavenger hunt thing and AP Lang. So it's been interesting, but a cool experience to, you know, have this entirely new learning environment for sure. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely broadened your guys' skill set for sure. You know, being able to learn you know remotely and 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 participate in totally different ways. And unfortunately, I mean, we don't know what's going to look like in the fall. But I mean, obviously, some colleges have already said that they're not having on campus. So you know, this was this experience for you know seniors that are are, are going to have to continue remote uh, for sure in the fall. Hopefully, it's been a good warm up for them. Yeah. So, Anna, what is it like, you know, being a, you know, like, what's it like having an older sister? So, you know, like in, in some cases, I you know we've been, I've been interviewing, you know, people each Friday, you know, that have, you know, siblings. And it's just been really cool hearing all the different ways that people have, you know, the relationships are with their siblings. So, you know, why don't you, what's your answer to that question as far as, you know, having an older sister, you know, you're kind of following her footsteps, you know, what's your guys' relationship like? Um, our relationship is pretty good. I'm like, a lot of siblings have, you know, have their like bickering, but we don't fight a lot. Like just maybe like a little back and forth talk. But um, I like having her so she can like experience stuff before me and like tell me like all about it. And I like having like in musicals because I've become like, I don't know, friends with her friends, I guess. And they always treat me like nice, so I get to hang out with them. And how about you, Katie? Having a younger sister, how how what's your answer to the to that relationship question? Well, it's good to know that she likes me best because I'm her guinea pig. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been really nice. I like being able to have somebody in my house that like actually understands things like from the perspective of, of being our age, you know, mm-hmm. and we've gotten a lot closer in recent years now that we're in the same school and in the same program. So we have more things in common, not that we weren't before, but you know, obviously we've, <laughs> we've gained a little bit more um, bonding time through being in the same activities. And it's been nice over this quarantine too, because I feel like I'm not completely alone and isolated when I'm able to see her stupid looking face every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, just a couple quick hitters here before we come to an end. Uh, what's have either of you done a binge watch of a of a of a series that you would recommend or that you really enjoy? Oh my gosh, so much binge watching, like more than I should probably admit, because you have all the time in the world. Yeah, but um, and, and it was also outside. snowing, you know, like in in May oh, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like I could be like getting outside and getting my tan on. No, it's Netflix time. <laughs> So my mom and I recently finished Dead to Me, which is very good. Um, that's a Netflix show. I've been 
rewatching The Walking Dead, which is probably not the best thing to be doing during this type of situation, <laughs> you know, apocalypse, but I guess I'm just a sucker for pain. Um, what else? Anna, what have you been into? Um, I recently watched a show on Netflix called The Outer Banks, which is really good. And I'm almost finished with a show called Teen Wolf. It's on, it was on, I don't know what it was on, MTV maybe or something like that. And I just, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of stuff, probably more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, my wife and I enjoyed The Outer Banks as well. I mean, we kind of, you know, we, we go on Netflix and we saw the, you know, what's ranking one. And, like, you know, we were doing other things and, like, Outer Banks was still one for, like, so long. We're like, well, I mean, we, if we, you know, we watched the Tiger thing, whatever that was early on. And then, uh, and then we watched The Outer Banks. And I have to say it was, it was fun to watch that. It was, it was cool. I'm, I'm hoping they do a, a sequel. Yeah, I'm trying to get Katie to watch it, but she doesn't seem too thrilled to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it is. Your, to, yeah, I mean, it's it's your lower level experience, Katie. You know, but like, you know, jo- join us down here once in a while. You know, it's okay. I will. I mean, I we've been watching Riverdale forever, and that's not exactly the most quality show, <laughs> but so I know what it's like to dip my toe into like the teen drama stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'm I'm okay to admit that we watched you know the Outer Banks. So um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, I, I can't thank you guys enough for taking time today, uh, you know, to come on the podcast and, you know, cover some ground. And you guys are yet another good example of great nights. And we appreciate all the hard work that you're doing from home and um, and, and all the great work that you had going here. And, and it was just, you know, I was so happy that we were able to at least get one, you know, performance of that musical because uh, both you guys rocked it. It was just just really, really good. And Unfortunately, we weren't able to finish the, you know, it. But at least you guys had a taste of that, you know, of that first night, and uh, you know that 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 meant a lot to a lot of people. I know. Yes, I loved that show. So it was great to be able to perform it. Well, listen, you guys enjoy uh, the, uh, you know, hopefully the better weather here and uh, and finish the school year strong. Thanks so much for having us. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to continue our staff spotlight uh, during this time as we uh, finish up uh, week number 10 uh, during our school closure. And this week, I'm excited to bring on our health teacher, Mrs. Sarah Horgan. Uh, Mrs. Horgan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So why don't you uh, start off by kind of, you know, talk to us about, uh, you know, what's been your new normal? You know, how are things at home? Uh, you know, what, you know, how, how are you connecting with students and what, you know, uh, you know, what's been life for your family? All right. Um, the new normal is, is I'm just, you know, really getting into a routine was the hardest part for me. Um, Ava's home from, well, you know, home from college. So her being home uh, after being away for the year was kind of different. Um, so I think for me, the new normal was just kind of figuring out, all right, what do I, you know, a routine is important for me. If I don't have that, um, I, I struggle. I'm a little less productive. So for me, kind of spending a chunk of day with my schoolwork, spending as much time as I can outside. Um, I picked up a couple new hobbies. So it's just kind of... Um, you know, figuring out what, it took a while, I got to be honest, it took a while to kind of figure out what works best for us. My husband was still working, um, so he's considered an essential employee, so he's been he's been gone, um, 
but it's just been kind of Ava and I at home figuring stuff out. So um, the weather breaking is kind of is going to be nice, I think, for both of us to be able to get out a little bit more. Absolutely. Now you're, uh, you know, Leroy alum, proud Leroy alum, along with your husband. And, uh, you know, talk to us about what it's meant for you. You know, you started your career uh, at Fairport and you had the opportunity when we had an opening here to come back. Um, And not only did you come back, uh, you came back ready to rock and roll. So talk to us about, you know, kind of your career, uh, you know, why you went into the health education field, and then, you know, why did you choose to come back? All right. Um, I definitely didn't start out in the health education, you know, field. That wasn't my, my first. This is definitely a second career for me. Um, what I was doing before I became a teacher, I actually worked at Strong um, as an exercise physiologist in the um, – pediatric cardiology and GI department, and I was involved in a study that was kind of looking at chronic illnesses um, in kids, and I, I loved what I did, but I really wanted to get back into more of a preventative kind of take on things. You know, I was working with kids that were already diagnosed with HIV, that were already do- diagnosed with heart disease and, you know, diabetes and so I, that was kind of my, my push to go back and get my certification to kind of be a little bit more in the preventative role. Um, so as I was working at Strong, I went back and, and got my certification. I was hired at Fairport. I, gosh, it's been 20-plus years, I guess, by now. Um, I worked at Fairport for, for 14, 15 years, and I loved it there. Um, but when an opening kind of came up in Leroy, I jumped at it um, and was so excited to be able to, you know, come home. So since you've been here, you know, you, you kind of came in and, uh, you know, brought that big school uh, energy experience, you know, right to our classroom. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen you uh, do many great things uh, in, in, in your health classroom. What, what's, uh, what's, what do you really like best as far as teaching our nights, uh, being back here, um, you know, and, and, and maybe certain topics that, that you just are really passionate about, you know, to make sure that, you know, you're, you, you, you know, you're, you're teaching our students and, and working on that prevention? Okay. Um, I, I, I think the biggest thing for me, like I said, I love Fairport, um, but that's a huge school. And, you know, what's really important to me, I think, are the connections that I make with the kids. And I couldn't, you can't do that as well, you know, in such a big school. Um, so that's probably the most important thing to me, to be able to, you know, go to their games and, you know, those kinds of things. Now, I could do that at Fairport a little bit, but living so far away, um, it was hard for me to get back to their activities at night and things like that. Um, so that to me has been the, the most important thing, um, you know, just having those connections. And I love being able to see the kids in seventh grade um, and then again in ninth grade and then for some of them again in 12th grade. That's a really cool, a really cool thing to kind of see them grow and progress and have that, you know, a long time uh, having a relationship with a kid. So that's um, by far the best, the best thing for me. Um, as far as topics, uh, I I love that we're doing CPR, so that's, I think, a really cool thing to be able to provide every student, 
you know, the opportunity to be certified for free. We have some awesome community sponsors that help with that. Um, so I think that hands-on skill is really important, and it's important for them to, you know, with their resumes and stuff too. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, that's one of my favorites. The preventative stuff that I, oh gosh, topic-wise, I kind of I I like the. I, I like things like the sexually transmitted infection prevention and things like that. Um, but even the nutrition units and things like, things like that that the kids don't always think are going to be interesting, uh, I, I like to see them get get interested in those kinds of things. It is hard as a health teacher. These kids aren't dealing with these a lot of the issues that we talk about at this moment. Um, so it's hard sometimes when, you know, to motivate kids to make changes and do things that, but they're not seeing anything negative, you know, what they're doing right now. Uh, so I think any, you know, all of those things, uh, are, it's tricky sometimes. So I, that, I kind of like that challenge um, in the classroom to try to get them to think about, you know, the prevention and what they need to change now um, and that their habits now are going to stick with them. Yeah, and I think what's, you know, what I was a previous health teacher myself, and I think it's just such a great classroom to be in because everything that's in that classroom is about, you know, themselves, their future, their body, their mind, you know. So it's just there's so many so many uh, possibilities as as a health teacher. There really are. It's um, every – you can relate anything in this world to, to health. Um, so it's pretty cool, and it's always changing too, and that's fun. Uh, there's always new studies, there's always new things coming out, and so that's really cool for me. Um, you know, definitely not definitely not a boring subject to teach, that's for sure. So let's talk about, you know, what what it's like, you know, jumping in the extracurricular, you know, aspect of your job. I mean, you've been a class advisor, you know, you're very active, you know, in, in, in working games, being at games. You know, what does the extra, you know, curricular scene mean to you and how important has that been, you know, over your years here at, at Leroy? That I think it's been crucial. Um, it's, Super important to me to be able to do those things. Like I said, I, I couldn't do those things in Fairport, especially with, you know, Ava was um, an athlete and trying to get to her games and do those things and being able to, you know, again, I think cultivate those relationships with those kids and being able to see the kids in a, and have them see me in a little bit of a, a different context um, is important. Um, I love doing I, the 10th grade um, I'm the 10th grade advisor in the student council and one of the student council advisors. I just love seeing those kids, you know, in a, in a different setting and in a different role. And that to me is, is why I came to Leroy is to have that opportunity to do those things with the kids. So it's been awesome. And, you know, you mentioned uh, Ava, uh, your and Dan's daughter, uh, who just uh, was finishing up her freshman year, Canisius. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things I'd like you to, to speak about is, you know, for our current students is your perspective of watching her kind of go, you know, kind of go through the process of, you know, what does she want to do with, with her life? What type of career does she want to do? Where does she want to go? And then when she's there, bang, I mean, you know, you know, had a great year, you know, joined a team in a sport that she's never yeah. done before. So kind of walk us through kind of that, that process. 
she has kind of known for a while what she's been interested in as far as career goes. Uh, so right now, again, things could change, I know, but she's for a long time has been um, interested in politics and law. She's interested in the FBI. Uh, and so she kind of had that narrowed down. Um, you know, we did a ton of college searches. We, you know, narrowed down kind of, okay, what are we looking for for size? How far away do we want to be? Uh, you know, price, obviously. And Canisius was a perfect fit for her. It's a D1 school. So, you know, the sports are exciting and fun and, um, but small enough and close enough to home for her. So that, you know, she, she narrowed it down to that and it's, it's, she had a fabulous year. Uh, obviously, the the second half of the year was you know, not expected by any means. Um, and the online stuff, you know, she had to get used to that, just like all of our kids are getting used to that, which is is not easy for everybody. Um, so it's been, you know, she was able to she joined the rowing team, which is you know cool. I think if she were probably going to give advice, you know, I think putting yourself out there and, and trying something different. Um, it, that's how she made her friends that, you know, how she kind of found her little bitch and definitely out of her comfort zone. So I think that's a really important thing for kids to kind of keep in mind. This is your, this is your time to kind of try different things and, and go out there a little bit. And uh, it's been exciting to, to watch. Unfortunately, her season, she never was able to have any meets really because uh, of Corona, but um, she's, been working out this whole time. The team has been awesome during this um, the pandemic, and she's been in touch with the coaches. Like, you know, call her every week to see how her classes are going, and so it's been a it's been an awesome it's been an awesome thing for her. So um, yeah, I think you know putting yourself out there and and trying something new is really important. Can't agree more. Now, uh, we'll finish up with, you know, what, what would be some advice, you know, or just, just some, you know, just, just kind of your, your mojo that you would give the students here as we, as, you know, that are listening, that are, they're finishing up the school year, going into the summer, you know, you know, a person that really uh, cares for that social, emotional, the health part, you know, what would, you know, what would be your words of, uh, of wisdom to them? To kind of finish up the school year, like, finish up strong. The kids have been doing a great job. I've been really proud and impressed with, you know, the work that they're turning in um, and the effort that they're giving when, you know, really it, it, there's no grades as of right now. So it's just, you know, this is them, you know, doing this on their own for themselves. And I think my biggest advice is to, to keep that up as we only have a few more weeks to go. Um, and, you know, I think the social piece of it is, for me, the hardest um, and it's been really important for me to, to have those FaceTimes and those phone calls and, you know, being in contact with my friends as much as possible. Um, it has been really important. I'm hoping that as the summer kind of progresses, you know, we can start to hopefully socialize a little bit more. Um, but keeping, you know, keeping in contact with your friends and family is super important. Um, so trying to do that as much as possible and keeping active too. the summertime, it'll get a little easier, um, but keeping your, your body moving, uh, you know, also super important. 
Awesome. Well, listen, I can't thank you enough for taking some time off and uh, and being on the podcast this week. You're another great example of just the quality of staff that we have and uh, and, and you know going the extra mile for you know for our night. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to continue our, uh, our community spotlight and uh, you know checking in with uh, different people in the community that has made a big impact here on our, our school uh, and really excited to bring on uh, the podcast this week, uh, Donnie Pangrazio. Uh, Papa Donnie also is also known as Papa Donnie, so welcome to the podcast uh, this week. Thank you very much. So uh, a very proud uh, Leroy grad, 1959. Um, you know, talk to us about uh, just your, uh, um, you know, your time as an Awakened Knight in high school. Let's go, you know, let's, let's go back to the 50s and uh, talk to us about what it was like uh, back in the 1950s being an Awakened Knight. All right. I can remember coming over from the great school to the high school, so big, that auditorium, so big, the American flag there, the podium, Mr. Hoare, the superintendent, told us that we were the luckiest, proudest kids in the world because we were Leroy students, and it really meant something to us, you know. It, 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 I remember him standing there telling us how proud our parents were how proud that we should be for living in Leroy and being Leroy High School students. Sorry. So that's my introduction to high school. I wasn't old enough to play sports when I was a freshman. You had to be 14, and football season finished uh, before I turned 14. Same thing happened to my brother. Um, but uh, I married a girl that we dated two years in high school, Joanne. She graduated in 1960. That's the first accomplishment that I had, that I married well. <laughs> um, her, her father was kind of strict. I had to do the old Italian way, meet the family. Uh, I t had to walk to, with her to the movies with her sisters. You know, it. I was the first male that ever was allowed in his house. Joanne's girlfriends told me, oh, Donnie, you can't go over there. No, no boy has ever been to her house. I said, why? Well, because her father is a strict Italian. I said, well, I'll be right back, kids. I'm going, I'm taking a walk over there now. Anyways, I knocked on the door. People run in all directions. Uh, that's, that's the beginning of my life with my wife. Very, very strict girl. But like Ray J, coach told me once, Don, uh, to have a good girlfriend in this school, you can't be a jerk. <laughs> take well, a look in the mirror. Take a look in the mirror, and if you don't like what you see, change it. And I, I, I remember that from Mr. J. He was our uh, gym coach, football coach. So there's some real, real sentiment to Leroy School. You know, you had to walk on the sidewalk. You couldn't walk on the grass. You didn't chew gum. I mean, it's completely different today. <laughs> no hats, no Molly, just told me no hats. So I was, the 50s were strict. Yeah. And it was good. And, and 
You know, I got foster children uh, now. We've had them for 45 years, and my wife just told me this morning it's been about 240 kids. So uh, they're different than the way I was brought up. So I, I've had a, I've had a step back a little bit on uh, how I was raised. In the 50s, you were raised by uh, observing your grandparents, observing your parents, how, how my grandfather Bert treated my grandmother, how my father treated my mother, and that's the things you learn to be a male. So I had a good start, and to be honest with you, I started in Little League when my son was born in 64, so he was nine years old when he started in Little League. Um, I used to take him to practice every day. Finally, the coach, before the season even started, got transferred from Kodak to Colorado. So he said, Danny, how would you like to take over this team? That was my first introduction to Sports and Leroy. Hmm. And it was the Red Sox. Can you imagine (laughs) being the manager of the Little League Red Sox? But anyways, uh, I found out they only won two games in the last three years, so... I really had my work cut out for us. Uh, we ended up being champions, undefeated a couple, two or three years in a row. So I had a lot of fun. So working with children and working a little league, and then my son was in the Pee Wee football. I ended up coaching that for six or eight years. We were the champions one year. Uh, you know, you were supposed to play every kid every six, six plays the game. Well, for the championship game, uh, we forgot the rules and, we beat Alden for the championship, but uh, I cheated a little bit. Or we did. <laughs> we did. Um, so, you know, and, and, and my son started playing high school football. I used to come to practice every day before I went to work. And if I was working the day shift, I'd stop afterwards and watch him practice before we went home uh, after practice. So, and that's how I started helping Frank, Frank Ruin. Um, he always played it alone. He didn't give anybody any responsibilities, but I just worked myself into being on the chain gang and helping him in the locker room. Uh, not that he wanted any help or appreciated any help, but I was there. So I kind of snuck my way in a little bit. Um, and I was there when Brian come. I was there at his first practice, his introduction. Uh, that didn't go too well, but he worked himself into that uh he he come to a, a community for a championship year. He, he His first introduction was very good on his part. So, you know, wrestling. and I helped her with wrestling. I helped with baseball uh, with Coheedus. You can't find a, a better gentleman than Ian. Uh, I, I wish there was millions more like him. But that's another story. Um, so let me, let me ask you a question because you're doing a good job covering a lot of topics. Let's go back to when you like when you decided to you know stay here in this community. You know what like what, what did it mean to you to you know stay here? You know after growing up here and and and, and marrying your wife to to settle here and, and, and raise your family because obviously you could have went wherever you wanted to go and you know talk about just the importance of you know that decision and how well that's played for you. Well, when I got out of school, I went to University of Buffalo. I only stayed six months. I wanted to come home and get married. My father said, you better go get a job. So I went down the Leroy Machine Shop, and I worked at the Leroy Machine Shop a couple years. They went on strike. Um, 
1962, I guess it was. But anyways, uh, my father and I went into the hotel. We, we see that was uh, an option. Uh, my Uncle Bob was the manager of the Leroy Country Club, and he said, Dan, I see the Whistle Hotel's looking for somebody to take over. So anyways, make a long story short, him and I went in there. We had a five-year lease. We worked our butts off for five years because we figured we were going to leave. And we were doing so well, we stayed. I stayed 43 years, believe it or not. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's a long time to be on Main Street. So um, between working uh, with all the foster children here and my business on Main Street, uh, we had fresh air kids for, I don't think quite 25 years, but for over 20 years, we had kids come from New York City um, and stay the summer with us uh, as part of our family. Uh, it, it made better children out of my children to see these kids come in, different cultures, uh, different uh, uh, ways they were brought up. I had a kid ask me, uh, my mother wants to know where uh, I go when the shooting starts. And I said, pardon me? He said, well, there's shootings every night. She wants to know where the safe room is. I said, well, there's no shooting here. You call your, you call your mother on the phone and tell her this is a, a different neighborhood. Uh, so anyways, we started with, the, and then my wife gave me this guilt complex. She said, you feel a little guilty that we are doing so well and we have so much? I said, well, I didn't think of it, Joanne. She said, how about some foster children? She's got a friend that got some foster kids. So anyways, that was the beginning of that. And you've been doing that for, like you said, over 43 years. And it's uh, what, 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 what a great way and a great uh, service that you've done for these kids. And like you said, over 200 kids have come and gone. And speaking of kids, let's talk about what it's meant for you to, you know, ha have been on the sidelines. I mean, our, our students that are listening, you know, and, and people that you know, are here you know, that have seen you over the years, uh, you know, driving the gator, towel around the neck. Um, you know, in the dugout with the with the bag of candy. I mean, what has it meant for you to have you know you know given that service and making those connections to you know to this next generation of kids and and and, and really making a, a positive impact? Well, I learned it from my grandfather. I always said if I was half the man my grandfather was, Bert Pingrazio, um and if my wife and I could raise our children as well as the next-door neighbors, McKenzie's raised their two, then, then we would amount to something, that maybe we would succeed. So looking back over the years, I, I, I think we tied them. I don't know that we beat them, but I think I tied them. Um, and to watch a kid come in, say, say varsity football, ninth grader, tenth grader, and they're just kids. And to watch them grow into men, and I'm talking about men, the values that they put in, you know, Brian was a hard ass, excuse my language, but uh, it wasn't easy playing for Brian Moran, and it wasn't easy every day to be around him. But he was a great a great coach and a great uh, ambassador to kids. You know, I, I know you... They all call you Papa. They all call me Papa, but that, anyways, that's because my grandchildren all played. I did buy them candy. I bought a lot of candy uh, every game, uh, and I had a big tub of bubble gum. But that was just stuff I I had from my business, and, you know, I got started doing it and, uh, and continued doing it. 
But so so let me ask you, let me ask you, this might be the toughest question, you know, here. You know, you, you've seen so many great games. You've, you've been on the sidelines. You've seen championships. You know, you, you've, you've seen your kids, your grandkids. What, is there one moment that really stands out for you after all those years that, you know, that, that you would maybe rank in your you know, most favorite moment of being on the sidelines? Well, let's go back to all them bus rides from them championship games when the fire department and the police department and the ambulance of medicine at the True Way or uh, Interchange or 490. Um, <clears throat> that ride up Fort Hill with 30 or 40 cars and the parents with all them sirens going and all them lights going and the traffic going north. They all pulled over. They must have thought that, uh, World War Three was started. Uh, you know, and the kids hollering out the windows. Uh, I sat next to Brad Dietz, and, and I said to Brad, they don't do this in Buffalo, do they? And, and I could feel him tensing up the muscles in his arm. He said, Dan, they don't. And I, I said to Brian, Brian, they don't do this in Livonia, do they? He says, no, I guess not. But all them rides home, and the one I can remember toward the end is you on Main Street with your camera and Ian Kohidis' wife running along the side of that bus. Her husband and her son was on that bus. Um, he was a ball boy helping yeah. us out. Uh, yeah. But I looked out the window. She was about eight inches from the side of that bus, and the smile that she had on her face was like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the things I can remember. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Leroy Sports is about. The community, the family, the partnerships between husbands and wives. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you really, nailed, really nailed it on the head. And I think, you know, our, our students, especially over these last few years that have gotten to, you know, you know get these bonus years with you on the sideline after seeing, you know, them growing up and seeing you out there and then they get that connection, you know, it's just a, it's just an added bonus to their experience. And we, we can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, all the, the great memories and all the times that you've, you've, you've done here for this community. And uh, it, it's really, really special. And uh, we also thank you for the partnership with the foster care students that we work together to get, you know, to make, you know, a success out of them and, uh, and, and give them the best experience. So I really appreciate you taking time and uh, coming on our podcast this week. All right. And I want one more thing here. Mary, our kicker, Mary. Yeah. First female. Who would, if you would have told me back in 1959 that Leroy Varsity would have a girl player on that team, you know, she wasn't as physically big as a kid, but mentally she was the toughest, one of the toughest out of hundreds that I've seen in that clubhouse. Mentally tough. She beat Attica. I said, Mary, listen, it looks like we're going to score, and if we get the extra point, we win. She said, Papa, I've done the math. And she looked at me with them great green eyes she's got. She stared a hole in me. And, and I can remember her going out and kicking that ball, and we won the game. So them are the memories. Yeah. Mary, playing football for Leroy Varsity. Who would have thought? 
Well, you, you you pointing that out, I think that, that that's uh, you're right. I mean that that was a really special season, and and for you to to you know like how that impacted you. I mean, it it, it was a just a special special time. It was for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate you bringing that up, and I appreciate you uh, you know doing this uh, this this call in and and doing our podcast. And I'll tell you what, if anyone out there listening uh, wants to you know dive into Leroy history, uh, look no further than Papa Donnie. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Papa. And go Knights. Go Knights. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, I want to draw your attention to two days in which we continued our celebration of the class of 2020. On Wednesday, uh, we posted episodes five and six of our senior chats, two great episodes. And then on Friday, uh, we celebrated the band and chorus seniors. This week would have been their final spring concerts. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know we weren't able to have those, uh, but we are celebrating them here uh, on our social media um, on Friday. So also don't forget uh, next week on Wednesday, May 27th, we'll be hosting uh, virtually our Fine Arts Festival, our annual festival of music and art. So make sure to be checking out our social media channels. Uh, Six o'clock, we'll be doing a live Instagram uh, show, uh, pre-game, so to say, uh, to the festival. And then at seven o'clock, we'll be posting the festival link for you to watch and enjoy from home. I hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend, uh, and also, as always, go Knights.